This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Manscaped and by Athletic Greens. So the COVID era that we've been living in for two and a half years has been a bit of a blur. There's highlights and lowlights, and it's somewhat difficult to keep track of all of it in one's mind. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly been lowlights, if we're being honest. Uh, But easily one of the most enjoyable highlights was in March 2021, when in the midst of an existing global supply chain crisis, the Suez Canal was completely blocked by the container ship ever given, going diagonal instead of straight. You had (laughs) one job, just follow the canal. And that immediately brought a huge portion of the global shipping industry to a grinding halt. It was a highlight for us, of course, but maybe not so much for everyone in the Eastern Hemisphere who was receiving or delivering international goods. But it was still very funny. Yeah. Even they got to admit. Just a big, beautiful ship. Yeah. Getting a little too big. It it literally inspired erotica. Yeah. I mean, it did, yeah. For the first time in over 150 years, the only option that cargo ships had, other than wait an indeterminate amount of time, was to steer the ships all the way around the entire continent of Africa instead of using their typical 120-mile shortcut between the Indian Ocean and the Mediterranean Sea. All thanks to a big, fat ship getting itself stuck and blocking the entire canal. Whoops. Uh, Step, Step brother, I'm stuck in this canal. Yeah, uh, so it's basically like driving from L.A. to Miami just to get to San Diego. The scenic route, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, and for at least a few days, it didn't even seem like anyone knew how to fix this or if it was even possible to get this ship dislodged. The the image that really always comes to my mind when I think about this is the one, the lone digger. uh, Just trying to scoop out as much as possible. A wide shot of a man operating a digger, and even though the shot is wide, the entire background is taken up by this big fucking ship. Mm -hmm. It's just like... He might as well be trying to dig his car out of the snow with a spoon. Yes. It's just like, oh, But at yeah, least he was going, doing buddy. something. Yes. Everyone, they, you know, everyone clapped. Yeah. Said, yeah. great job. A for effort. Yeah. Give that man a raise. Mm-hmm. The Ever Given was eventually dislodged, though. Boo. <laughs> International trade resumed. But what did it even help? I mean, look around. Yeah. And many people soon realized that the only thing that could possibly be even funnier than this once-in-a-lifetime spectacle of a giant cargo ship getting itself stuck in the Suez Canal would be another cargo ship immediately getting itself stuck. Didn't happen, though. Yeah. But a few months after the blockage, when the Ever Given was reported to be in the Suez Canal for the first time since the incident, uh, one Twitter user wrote, the person at the helm has the chance to do the funniest thing in history. <laughs> yeah. uh, alas, the person at the helm chose not to do the funniest thing in history. They, they chose to deliver their goods to their intended destination. Didn't they understand that everyone online would think it was really funny? Yeah. Did they ever consider that? Why you gotta be such a company man. Uh But this week, enjoyers of comedy finally had their prayers answered when news started spreading on Wednesday night that it had happened again. A big fucking ship had gotten itself stuck in the (laughs) Suez Canal and was blocking the whole goddamn thing. (laughs) Yes! Just the horns, the ship horns started honking. Hey, I'm sailing here. Uh, So here's The Guardian with more. A tanker getting stuck used to be more the domain of niche business news, but that was before the ever given. So all eyes were soon on the Affinity V tanker's plight in the Suez Canal. On Wednesday, the 250 meter long Affinity V tanker was bound for Saudi Arabia when it ran aground close to the same spot in the narrow southern section of the canal in Egypt where the ever given container ship caused a week long halt to traffic in March of 2021 dominating global headlines, and paralyzing supply chains. 
The plight of the Singapore-flagged vessel raised alarm bells reminiscent of the kind of delays that forced the owners of the Ever Given to pay compensation of more than $200 million to the Suez Canal Authority. But this time, tugboats were able to refloat the ship in the space of a few hours, the Canal Authority said, and navigation was returned to normal in the channel. Total bummer, but I'm sure they still had to pay a fine. Because once you give the Suez Canal Authority a little taste of the real control they have... How are you going to make it up to us, buddy? Yeah. Those are our tugs out there. Yeah. We saved your ass. Hey, can you go... It ain't free. Let's go undredge some of this canal. See if we can get any more ships stuck. Yeah, we keep finding these canal employees dumping bags of sand into the canal in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like it's making much of a difference, but, you know, multiply that by... However many nights they've been doing this and however many of them are up to it, uh, might be something to look into. That's the thing. You're the authority and you're like, obviously people really need this canal. Yeah. It would be a real shame if someone was to get stuck and not have the resources to free themselves. It is a vital thoroughfare for ships. I mean, it it literally caused, before the Ever Given, the biggest incident to happen there was the uh, Suez crisis Mm -hmm. when uh, the president of Egypt... Uh, President Nasser uh, nationalized the canal and said, hey, British, uh, I know you built this, but like it's literally in our land. So we're taking it. It's ours now. It started a big old war. Yeah. Well, it keeps jump up in the news now. And, uh, you know, at least it's for reasons that we find funny. Yeah. Uh, the last one was, you know, had some big consequences. But this one is just like, you know, what? Like, every once in a though. while, every once in a while, it's fun to get a ship stuck in the it, canal. It was especially funny because it had no consequences for us. If it was the fucking... Panama if Canal? it was the Panama Canal, yeah. then they're like, oh, God, my goods. Actually, even even for that one, we'd probably be, I mean, no, I don't think any shipping from, like, maybe some stuff from Europe comes through there, but, like, most of our shipping here in L.A. comes across the Pacific. No canals necessary. Yeah. You just need a lot of fuel. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, so, look, them freeing this ship after such a short amount of time, good and bad. Good that the, he got out of the way. The bad captain that, just like, he gets out and he's like, eh, eh. <laughs> he would and be the like, one to actually get it stuck again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had mm-hmm. the potential to do something even funnier than what I just did. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, it appears that the Suez Canal people learned a thing or two from the Ever Given situation and were able to resolve this whole thing before most people even knew it was happening. But there was also some luck on their side. Uh, the Affinity V is only about 60% as long as the Ever Given and also was only carrying about 40% of its total capacity. Gosh, this would have been a nightmare if it was actually filled up in full size. Uh, yeah, so I mean, a, a bigger and heavier <sighs> ship in the same situation, maybe not so lucky, maybe much harder to deal with. Yeah. And at the rate things are going, it's only a matter of time until we strike comedy gold yet again. So Look, stand by. That's the thing, is all it takes is a trendsetter. Yeah. Like with the the uh, stepson porn and the sister or whatever getting caught in the washing machine. Once people got a taste of ships getting stuck in thick canals or thick ships. There's a stuck. new TikTok trend going on that you might need to talk to your son about. It's called the Ever Given Challenge. It's where you command a large shipping vessel to turn sideways in the Suez Canal, thus blocking traffic. Generation Z is on this new kick where where they purposefully get billion-dollar ships stuck in uh, shipping canals, and port authorities hate them. Yeah. They say they're, quote, doing it for the gram. Uh, But let's move over to a story that could really only ever happen here in the United States of America, and that's because most other countries aren't absolutely plagued by mass shootings. 
We are, though. And since enacting even the most basic mitigation strategies is apparently impossible, schools and businesses in this country routinely conduct emergency drills specifically to prepare people for what they do or what to do if they find themselves in the middle of a mass shooting. Um, I guess it's better than nothing. Or is it? Because a recent mass shooting drill held in Omaha, Nebraska at a Catholic charity's office may have traumatized its participants as much as if they'd just been involved in a real mass shooting. Here's the Omaha World Herald. Yeah, they got the PTSD to show for it, but not the actual... Uh, well, now you'll be prepared. Yeah, yeah. So here's the Omaha World Herald. Tresor Kolomeji, 28, was at work in a state government office across the street from Catholic Charities' location at 93rd Street and Bedford Avenue in Omaha. From her desk, she heard gunshots, peered out the window, and saw people running from the building past other people who were lying on the ground. Quote, she believed they had been shot, according to a detective's affidavit. She wasn't the only one. Multiple Catholic Charities employees rushed out of the building, some believing they had seconds to live. What they knew, a man with a semi-automatic handgun had opened fire. Victims were on the ground, streaked in blood. What they didn't know, their bosses had approved the drill, hiring the gunman who, in turn, brought along the victims to play dead after he fired off several blank rounds. Now, the pretend gunman, who at the time described himself to police as an Offutt Air Base citizen police officer, is in jail, facing five charges of terroristic threats and one charge of weapon use. <sighs> well, now you know. You know what would solve this pretty easily? Allowing these people to work from home. And I believe they'd have a case against their boss for requesting uh, such a... I, I think a lot of them have not actually returned to the office yeah, since this of happened. Course. They of have, course. Of course. Look, I don't know what our policy is, but I'm not fucking coming back to this building. I love. I would love. It triggers me so much if the like local news ran the story and then a picture of their boss sitting across the table from Nathan Fielder was shown. It's like <laughs> the the rehearsal is really going for it this season. Yeah, they're making people believe that there's an actual mass shooting. Like my employees, they they they've all been quiet quitting. You know yeah. what that is? Uh, ever since just I don't know this incident. We don't need to get into it. But they uh they they they're just not as interested in the job after. The thing. Quiet quitting is now like the uh, the nicer word for shell shock or PTSD. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- These guys are coming home from the Middle East. They just... <laughs> just like can't quiet, even look straight. Quiet quitting is ravaging all Yeah. Of them. They don't want to work. Yeah. It's crazy. They've literally seen humanity at its worst. <laughs> uh, got the thousand yard stare. <laughs> yeah, hey, wake up. <laughs> Time to get to work. I know it'll wake you up. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. <laughs> We're so fucked as a country. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you heard that correctly. The only people who knew that this was just a drill were the bosses. It's basically uh, the Dwight Schrute fire drill from the office, but with guns. And at least in Dwight's defense, he didn't hire stuntmen to set themselves on fire for added uh, immersion. And also, this part's important. Uh, this, this drill, this drill, was held just five days after that grocery store mass shooting in Buffalo back in May, which... Killed 10 people. Uh, a white supremacist did it. So tensions were high. People understandably were on a, a bit on edge already. These yeah. things linger in the public consciousness. And to be clear, this was like five days before the next one in Uvalde. So uh, what's wrong? You don't want to come into work anymore? Why? Because we had a little little drill to prepare you for an inevitable ca- uh, catastrophic experience. Okay, noted. Next time we have a drill, we'll tell you about it before we do it. Look, good news. There were two real shootings that you weren't involved in. Yeah. So why don't you look on the bright side of things? And if you had been involved in them, well, you'd... I I mean, you would know know what to do because... Well, you wouldn't know what to do. You would just have already experienced it. So maybe it'd be less traumatizing. 
Yeah. Well, visually to us, you would seem less traumatized. Yeah. Inside your brain, though, a completely different story. So, yeah, this was an astronomically stupid idea, yeah. but it was an idea proposed to management by a uh, an independent contractor, a self-styled expert on these matters, uh, who it turns out they maybe shouldn't have placed all of their trust in. Is, th- is it Nathan Fielder? Because <laughs> it really sounds like... No. Uh, a fellow sociopath, but not a Nathan Fielder. Type. Okay. Just a, just a fucking weirdo. Yeah. An idiot. A right-wing Nathan Fielder. I mean, I don't even know what this, what this guy's <laughs> politics were, but um, he, he pitched uh, himself as a active shooter uh, training specialist, and it sounds like he was just sort of, uh, he was a guy. Yeah, it, well, there's a market and uh, there's a void, so... Yeah. Yeah. So here's the uh, Omaha World Herald again. Catholic Charities Compliance Coordinator Carrie Walter and Security Director Mike Welna agreed on April 28th to pay Channels $2,500 to conduct the training. Yeah, that's the guy's name, Channels. Okay. Uh, Walter stated that the idea of conducting an active shooter training had been discussed for some time due to having the new facility open, which contained a domestic violence shelter. Walter said she and Welna had little idea how to go about organizing such training. So they yielded to a security guard suggestion of hiring channels. (laughs) I know a guy. (laughs) Channels had claimed to have conducted other active shooter drills and claimed that law enforcement, quote, would be present during the training event and would even participate and play along with the scenario. Walter stated that channels planned to start by shooting victims outside of the office windows and doors to be viewed by employees, then make his way through the building with keys provided by staff, hoping to cause employees to flee from the building or hide, Moyes wrote. Uh, Walter stated channels specifically stated he did not want the Catholic charity staff to be informed that the scenario was only a drill and wanted to feel as though they were in danger. So what was the plan? That the boss would be standing outside waiting and saying, you see, you've all run out of your office you've terrified, all failed. and you're all you've all failed. Uh, like that's the craziest part. So, like they had just uh, moved into this building. Mm-hmm. They had not done any uh, any drills of any kind that I'm aware of. So it's like it's not really a drill if they don't know what to fucking do. If they're just running around like headless chickens, uh, trying to figure out where even like the emergency exit in this building they just started working in is. Yeah. What is the value of this? Uh, the lulls, apparently. I guess. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Sounds like this channels guy uh, got a real kick out of it. Yeah. So yeah, just out of the blue, in the middle of a work day, there's gunshot sounds, employees understandably running scared, a guy with a fucking gun firing blanks and banging on doors and windows, and even people lying dead on the ground covered in blood. Literally a nightmare scenario, and these people thought that it was happening for real. 100%. Because... First of all, it's a thing that happens a lot in this country. And second, they had no reason to question what their eyes and ears were telling them. Yeah, hello. Uh, <laughs> this is a very real threat that we constantly have to live with here. Yeah. This is, uh, this is like a... It, it's obviously way worse, but it's sort of on the level of like those social experiments that were popular on YouTube a while back where it's just like, you're just traumatizing people. Yes. You're just being a dick. Yes. God. So yeah, uh, employees were... Running for their lives, obviously. They, a lot of them climbed over walls. They found hiding places, ran far, far away, made it to safety. And then when they would, you know, call their bosses, first of all, to see if they were even fucking alive. But secondly, to be like, what do we do? Uh, they were told that what just happened was actually a training exercise. Get back to work. And that, yeah, get back to your fucking desk. We got a lot of work to do today. Oh my We've God. already lost like 30 minutes on this damn drill. And you're huh. making that up. Well, I like <laughs> another possible scenario in this country, imagine if any of these employees were a good guy with a gun. Yep, that's another thing uh, that 
should have immediately been like, because this is Nebraska. Like, I don't know what their like concealed carry laws are, but like, I would assume they're fairly loose. Omaha like, is the emo capital of the world, so I mean, there's <laughs> there are a lot of sad people. Yeah, Connor Oberst not doing anyone any favors with his sad music. Sad guy with a gun. Yeah, and his <laughs> and his sad live performances recently yeah. too. I hope he gets yeah. hope he gets help. Uh, but in addition to not notifying employees what was actually happening, management also didn't notify the local police, who were probably a little concerned. Yeah. Uh, so they were, of course, flooded with 911 calls from employees and other people nearby telling them that a mass shooting was happening. Officers ended up arriving at the scene, armed and ready to deal with an active shooter. And it's unclear how exactly the whole situation was resolved without actual bloodshed. Um, probably the cops just being like, well, I'm not fucking doing anything. Yeah, it's probably they just stood outside and waited, and then the drill ended, and they're like looking at their phones. And uh, A lot of people's wives were in there. Yeah. Don't go in. Look at your Punisher phone. Uh, but yeah, things could have gone obviously very badly. Here's the article again. Douglas County Attorney Don Klein said, it's hard to conjure all the things that could have gone wrong. One of the employees could have had a heart attack while fleeing. Yeah. Like happened to Stanley in the office when... Uh, when Dwight did the fire drill. Mm-hmm. Someone could have taken out a gun and fired at Channels. An officer could have done the same, killing Channels or someone else. Channels himself could have inflicted damage. Just a year ago, actor Alec Baldwin fired a gun he thought had blanks in it on the set of a Hollywood movie. A live round instead killed a cinematographer. And that's the craziest thing. It's like this discussion over the past year about like blanks, and like what they are and why they're a lot more dangerous than most people think. Is like, I'm going to use fucking blanks. Every decision that yeah. was made was the wrong decision. It's, it's actually a miracle no one fucking got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm impressed. Uh, and on top of everything else, this John Channels guy was arrested again just one week later uh, for sexually assaulting a child. So um, between these two arrests, he at least probably won't be terrorizing any more workplaces ever again. Uh, still, just absolute madness. Uh, these people literally thought they were going to die, and a lot of them justifiably have refused to come back into the office in the months since the drill. And again, just a miracle that no one had a fucking heart attack. And that's just one of the yeah, things that could have gone Heart attack. Like you're running fast. You're an office worker. You maybe don't uh, run a whole lot. You look lot. like that CG uh, composition of the lady in the UK. You're waddling out. Yeah. You're going to trip on something. You fall on your fucking face. Like there's a lot of ways this could have gone very badly. Mm-hmm. Like, so many ways. It's a miracle, honestly. The fact that it went, I don't want to say as well as it did. Yeah. That's, All we have is like, I don't know, a couple dozen people with like severe trauma from an event that didn't even technically take place. Yeah. But that's uh, that's really the best you can hope for. Yeah. They're, they're, do you think they'll still wear like some Nebraska strong shirts to, to cope? <laughs> That's the thing. It's like this horrifying thing happened to these people, but it didn't actually It was real happen. to them. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's like they don't even have like, I mean, I don't know how, how much this news is going around in home, Omaha. It's probably a bigger deal there, but like they definitely don't have the local. I mean, what else goes on? They don't have like the local sympathy you would get if you were involved in like an actual active shooter event. <laughs> but it was real to them. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Ugh. Well, pretty soon you're going to be able to have all the active shooter uh, drills you want in the metaverse. So, or by look, or by joining our wonderful military. Yeah. Look, there's not a lot of like bonuses going around anymore. A, a lot of the incentives yeah. are no longer there. But uh, the Dodge Charger, the APR is now a hundred percent. Did you Sorry. see that? Uh, obviously, I don't think they timed this. That would be ridiculous. But the uh, it was like a double whammy where uh, 
you know, Biden announced at least a shred of student uh, debt relief. And then like the same day, like chart, like Dodge announced that they were discontinuing the charger or the challenger. And then they're they, making one electric. Like, I thought all electric. they already announced that a while ago. Oh, OK. Well, there Still, you go. Still, though. Yeah. End of an era. You hate to see it. And turning electric. Ugh, I'm going to serve my country for this. Yeah. It doesn't even growl when you start it. Well, they they are. There's that's a funny thing because they they have a whole engineering team figuring out how to make the electric uh, Challenger sound like it has a real engine inside of it. Yeah, so there's going to be rigged up with speakers, all sorts of like. It has a, to feel like it too. So they yeah, put like subwoofers like, in it. Yeah, and, they're literally doing that because yeah. they they know that the target audience's car is not going to like it just being like. They have that in the yeah. in the, uh, the Mustang electric. They have a thing where you can, I think it's if you turn on sport mode, oh, you it makes hear, the sound, yeah. it makes engine sounds in the car. It's actually a surprising common. There's a, a really good episode of the podcast, 20,000 Hertz, mm. about how common this is. Because a lot of luxury cars, like they're so well built that the engine is a lot quieter than you would think. And uh, the owners, they don't like that. They want to hear the vroom vroom. Well, they also, for a while, I don't know if they're still doing it, but they'd have to put sounds on the outside for pedestrians because electric cars yeah, are yeah. obviously silent. So. Little old ladies who just walk right out in front of it. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of workplace violence. Oh, fun. Uh, it's one thing when the workplace is a normal like building. Uh, it's another thing entirely when the workplace is an airplane and the people fighting are the people in charge of flying that airplane. Uh, luckily, the, these things practically fly themselves these days. <laughs> but uh, two pilots fist fighting in the cockpit of a passenger airplane while it's midair. It's not good. Not ideal. But it's exactly what happened back in June on an Air France flight. Sacre bleu. Uh, here's the Associated Press. Two Air France pilots were suspended after physically fighting in the cockpit on a Geneva-Paris flight in June, an Air France official said Sunday. The flight concluded and landed safely, and the dispute didn't affect the rest of the flight, the official said, stressing the airline's commitment to safety. French newspaper La Tribune reported that the pilot and co-pilot had a dispute shortly after takeoff and grabbed each other by their collars after one apparently hit the other. Cabin crew intervened, and one crew member spent the flight in the cockpit with the pilots, the report said. You boys just do what you were hired to do. <laughs> news, Jeez. News of the fight emerged after France's air investigation agency, BEA, issued a report Wednesday saying that some Air France pilots ra- lacked rigor in respecting procedures during safety incidents. You lack rigor. Quack. Too much, too much chocolate. Too mm-hmm. many cigarettes. Oh, I, I will not cake. fly this plane without my pre-flight... Uh, cappuccino yeah. and cigarette. Yeah, banning uh, cigarettes on planes 30 years ago, they, they're still not over it over there. That's why the, pl- the pilots can still roll the window I'm just, down. I'm just way better at flying when I can chain smoke my galwazes. Yeah, I mean, sure. Just give them like a tube to breathe it out into. Yeah. It just yeah. goes out. Seems, it's all good. Seems like a quick fix. Yeah. Anyway, the report doesn't get into a lot of the details that I have questions about, like why these two pilots decided to beat each other up while flying the plane. Right after takeoff, too. Mm-hmm. Like, of all times. Like, all right, whew. All right, we're not at cruising altitude, you son of a bitch! <laughs> Fuck yeah. you! And, uh, you know, speaking of which, here's another story from Insider about another airline pilot at the end of his rope. A Southwest Airlines pilot piloting a plane to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, threatened to turn the plane around and involve security if a passenger didn't stop sending unsolicited airdrop news. Jesus Christ. An August 25th TikTok chronicling the incident was uploaded by user Taylor Marsalis and has since been viewed more than two million times. So here's the deal, the pilot said over the intercom. If this continues while we're on the ground, I'm going to have to pull back to the gate. Everybody's going to have to get off. We're going to have to get security involved. And your vacation is going to be ruined. 
Whatever that airdrop thing is, quit sending naked pictures. Let's get yourself to Cabo. <laughs> he continued. This is supposed to be a fun flight. And you guys are ruining it. Yeah. I will turn this thing right around. I will turn this plane around. It would have been even better if, like, the pilot did the old school dad thing where it's like, while flying, just reached back and smacked people. <laughs> I'm just going to move my hand. If it hits something, it's not my fault. I wonder if they're able to uh, reduce, like, cabin pressure enough to just make everyone behind them fall asleep. Yeah, I think that is possible, like, actually. Just <laughs> not enough to kill them. Shut just up. enough to shut them all up. Yeah. I mean, I'd almost prefer that. Just just knock me out until I reach my destination. It's a completely acceptable tactic when uh, doing intergalactic travel. Yeah. Why can't we do it on a trip to Cabo San Lucas? I agree. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this definitely isn't the first time that we've heard about people abusing airdrop to harass fellow airline passengers. And uh, at least in this case, whoever was doing it seems to have stopped once the pilot got on the intercom and said he would turn this plane around. You don't cut it out. And I will look at every single penis on this plane to figure out who it is. That's yours. But some people will keep doing whatever they want despite repeated warnings. Like, for example, if the Department of Justice told you repeatedly, please give back a bunch of highly classified documents. I mean, you would probably give the documents back, right? But then again, you're not former President Donald Trump. Yeah, so we covered all the big uh, highlights, the latest news involving Trump's situation with the documents, Donnie's documents on this week's news dump. But uh, here's another little element of the story that we apparently missed. Um, so you will recall that one somewhat odd aspect about how these documents were described by the FBI was that they weren't described at all, uh, really, which, which makes sense for classified documents. But they did note that one specific document contained information about the president of France. It's just like, we can't tell you anything that's in this. Okay, that one's got some stuff about he had sex with an old lady. <laughs> he did. Yeah. That's, I, I am convinced that Trump thinks that he has something over on he's, Macron. He's done for when people find out that his wife used to be his teacher. <laughs> Political suicide. I mean, it is really fucking weird. It, it is strange. But yeah, uh, the fact that there's one of the files is about the president of France. That's literally all we know for certain about any of these documents. Mm -hmm. One of them is about Emmanuel Macron. But what about him exactly? Well, here's Rolling Stone. On the FBI's list of documents seized at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, item 1A is listed solely as Info, Re, President of France. For Trump, that has been a subject of intense and tawdry interest for years. Specifically, Trump has bragged to some of his closest associates, both during and after his time in the White House, that he knew of illicit details about the love life of French President Emmanuel Macron, two people with knowledge of the matter tell Rolling Stone. And the former president even claimed that he learned about some of this dirt through intelligence he had seen or been briefed on, the sources say. Hmm. Hmm. It continues, it's not clear whether the Macron-related document the FBI seized during the raid had anything at all to do with the French president's personal life, nor is it clear whether the information on Macron seized from Mar-a-Lago is derived from U.S. intelligence collection or even classified. But the mere revelation of its existence triggered a transatlantic freakout, <laughs> according to two other sources familiar with the situation. And Trump's prior talk about Macron's allegedly naughty ways that not very many people know only <laughs> intensified those concerns. Both French and U.S. officials worked to figure out precisely what Trump had on Macron and France's government and if any of it was sensitive in nature, the sources said. The officials in both nations wanted to know if this discovery signified some kind of national security reach or if it amounted to a frivolous but stolen keepsake. This is what those pilots were fighting over. What do you think Macron did? <laughs> You're never going to believe what he did. His wife this is, was his teacher. This is also like Trump projecting too because like he definitely was like hot for teacher at some point in his life and now he's super jealous that Macron is like banging his teacher. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's interesting. When she paddled me, it was the greatest day of my life. I've never been the same. Uh, so this is all basically hearsay and still doesn't provide much more information than we know or could assume. But it sounds like there's at least a slight possibility that Trump found an intelligence document about French President Emmanuel Macron's sex life and kept it for himself, maybe for his own sexual enjoyment. Who's to say? Yeah, maybe there's even pictures. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. But uh, in other Trump news, he's, of course, still the presumed 2024 Republican frontrunner. But there's also been calls for him to step aside and let someone younger, like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, pick up where he left off. And as you might imagine, Trump does not like the sound of that one bit. (laughs) He's a jealous guy. Yeah. Why is everyone so mean? Why is everybody so mean? Uh, In fact, Trump apparently believes something that a lot of other observers are starting to believe. That Ron DeSantis has been subtly and not so subtly adopting various Trump mannerisms and speech patterns in order to subconsciously appeal to Trump's diehard fans. And there is evidence backing up this theory, uh, showing Ron DeSantis talking a lot more with his hands, doing those signature gestures, a lot more than he did in the past. Uh, There's also that recent photo of Ron DeSantis standing very awkwardly in a poorly fitted suit (laughs) at a Turning Point USA event, clearly copying Trump, who is always standing weird and wearing suits that don't fit right. Mm -hmm. Well, this plagiarism will not stand. Uh, Here's Rolling Stone again. Donald Trump has been complaining that Ron DeSantis is stealing from him. According to three people who have spoken to the former president about the Florida governor last year and in more recent months, Trump has repeatedly ridiculed DeSantis for ripping off the ex-president's style. There was this time, maybe a year ago, that I remember him making fun of DeSantis for doing similar hand gestures and motions, one of these individuals tells Rolling Stone. He called it stealing from him and, to paraphrase, described it as a lame impression of Trump. Trump has a distinctive and much satirized way of gesticulating while casually talking, delivering political speeches, or even firing contestants on his former game show. The sources note that when Trump has seen video clips of DeSantis speaking at public events over the past year and a half, the former president has scornfully mocked the ascendant Florida Republican for appearing to imitate his body language, movements, and even at times speaking rhythm. One of the other sources recalls Trump joking at a dinner event earlier this year that he should sue DeSantis for copyright infringement. And there is... It was a video floating around. I, I I don't know if you have it or not ready to go, but there there's yeah. a video of him speaking and it it's you know, he loses it after a while, but he dips in and he out of sounding clearly, yeah. Just it, like him. It makes sense. Also, really funny, uh, we didn't cover it, but just sitting for the past 4 6 years, Jamie Foxx just nailing a perfect Trump impersonation. What? You didn't see that? No. Oh Where my was God. It? It's incredible. Was it the VMAs or some shit? No, he's just like, it's on a podcast or something like that. What? But it is, it is dead on. Oh. Re- that's please crazy. remind me afterward. Jamie Foxx? Yeah, that's his name, right? The actor from the Ray Charles movie? Yeah, here. All right, well, I'll watch it later. I'm going to forget, but no, it's good. It's in the episode. I'll find it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> We're recording this. <laughs> you're going to watch this back? Yeah, I have to. <laughs> Anyway, the article also says that um, Donald Trump Jr., Mm -hmm. like father, like son, uh, he thinks that Ron DeSantis and his team are closely monitoring his social media, his hot social media. (laughs) Uh, You know, he's he's always getting shadow banned, uh, you know, all that stuff. Why aren't they like geolocking DeSantis or IP blocking him? If you own the website, start flexing that muscle. Well, no, Junior still uses all the traditional. He's on Instagram and Twitter. I'm saying block DeSantis from even looking at True Social to get any ideas. Oh, well, maybe. But uh, yeah, Junior thinks this because anytime Junior posts about whatever culture war trend that he's fixated on, DeSantis immediately jumps on the bandwagon. So this is probably mostly in Don Junior's big dumb head more than anything else since all these people are always talking about the same talking points. 
Regardless of whether Don Jr. posts about it first or not, yeah. the man's not like a fucking trailblazer. It's literal hive mind. Like yeah. this, the, these things are not popping up naturally. They're constructed. Uh, yeah. like, imagine being one of these fucking chuds and thinking like you're the person everyone's getting their ideas from. Yeah. Shut up. But we love to see it. Let them fight. Yeah. Cannot wait. Uh, Trump was saying, uh, or apparently there's a rumor that Trump, when he does eventually announce he's running, he wants to do it like right near like DeSantis's house or like the Capitol or the governor's mansion or something like that, just to like rub it in, just to be petty. Well, that and he's basically like Pied Pipering a bunch of his most loyal followers to a location, a uh, very specific location that, uh, look, based on his previous actions, could be a threat. Yeah. Yeah. There he is, my competition. Like, what? that's that's kind of what it's what, what a real doing. shame if he ran against me. Ooh. Literally, he didn't even, like, he wasn't even in Florida, and people were rolling coal outside of Mar-a-Lago, screaming, like, woo! Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, it's going to be exciting uh, future. Just indeterminate future. Yeah. Isn't it? But before we move on to the headlines half of this show, let's talk about our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> Smooth Sack Summer is slowly coming to an end, fellas. If you haven't been scaping for the summer sun, it's not too late to sweep your sack of those pesky pubes. Because Fresh Ball Fall is right around the corner. That's <laughs> why. Uh, the leader in below-the-waist grooming is here to make sure your pubes feel smoother than a beach ball and smell fresher than your girl's pumpkin spice. Hey, pumpkin spice can be for dudes, too. It's okay. Uh, start the new season the right way and join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WEIRDNEWS at manscaped.com. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to keep your sweet sack in check. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver ball deodorant, Crop Reviver toner, Performance Boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof, too? Whether you're hopping in the shower or hitting up the lake, <laughs> okay? Uh, this razor will devour even the strongest people. Don't do this in the lake. <laughs> Unless it's a private lake. Just Jason's down there just about to grab your ankle. Oh, no. <laughs> Stop him, it. Give him a shave, too. This is where I live. Uh, now that your sack is smooth, lather up with Manscaped's liquid formulations to get that fresh ball fall freshness. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant to stay cool in the heat. Their soothing aloe vera formula is the best in the business for below the waist freshness, and the clear drying formula keeps your sack looking and smelling good. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Uh, that'll bring your comfort to another level at home or on the go. Keep yourself groomed from head to toe with their Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. This kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. With the performance package, your balls will be ready to impress, but make sure you cover the rest with the Shears 2.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WEIRDNEWS at manscaped.com. That is 20% off plus free shipping with the code WEIRDNEWS at manscaped.com. Keep things smooth and fresh as we say sayonara to smooth ball summer and enter fresh ball fall. This episode is also sponsored by Athletic Greens, a product that we both use literally every day. 
Athletic Greens was pitched to us as a health supplement that's better than pills and capsules at getting you all the vitamins, minerals, and probiotics that your body needs. Sounds great, but we didn't expect it to be so delicious, nor did we expect it to feel so good. Starting the day with a scoop of AG1 is honestly more important than that first cup of coffee at this point. So what is this green stuff? Mm -hmm. Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. And unlike a lot of multivitamin supplements that just go right through you, these are high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Mm -hmm. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day. Athletic Greens costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than a cold brew habit. And it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com weird. Again, that is athleticgreens.com weird to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Uh, thank you for sponsoring the show. Now into the craziest, weirdest headlines from around the world this week, starting with... Monkey, who was given cocaine and flushed down toilet, now has a boyfriend. The monkey was flushed down the toilet or the cocaine? Uh, the monkey. Uh, the, and that monkey... I guess, I guess this was a pretty notorious uh, animal abuse case in the UK. Ugh. Some lady had a monkey and was... Uh, filmed like TikToks of her like putting the monkey in the toilet the monkey didn't get flushed down but it was okay. it was like holding on to the rim for dear life yeah and then this lady would like do drugs and then like make the monkey sniff it off her fingers it, it's pretty horrible yeah it's horrific but uh the monkey was rescued and um apparently has a boyfriend adjusting quite well to the uh the monkey farm good that she lives farm. on well so, uh, look this is a happy ending to a weird news yeah, story this, monkey, so this is actually good this monkey came from a broken home yeah. and uh, but things are looking up so good good for that monkey yeah I hope I uh, hope for the best for this monkey hope nothing bad happens for yeah him. I mean so. that's a horrible experience why would you do that to a fellow primate because you, uh, you're on drugs and you've got content brain yeah influencer brain you know what people are gonna love me abusing this animal People this online love animal. Uh, animal abuse, right? Yeah. Right? The the people love to see it. Oh, God. Uh, Texas man breaks into animal shelter to free 150 dogs, then steals van. This is kind of awesome in theory. Uh, in theory, I guess. Like, if he really thought he was, like, liberating them. Yeah, I mean... But it's Texas in the summertime. Yeah, a bunch of these dogs, at least one of them died yeah. in, like, the chaos of all these dogs getting out. A bunch of them were injured. A bunch are still unaccounted for, and yeah, they don't have really good chances out there. Um, I don't know what this guy, he stole the van too, so I don't know what his motivations were. Um, Maybe that was like one of those where like you're doing a crime, but you think you do something good to offset it. You know what? Yeah, while I'm here I was there to liberate the dogs. Yeah. but The van was just there. It's like, oh, the dogs are free, but like... At what cost? They're stray dogs. I don't know. I, I do like... I'm picturing this pretty cool, though, all these dogs coming. There's a really good uh, movie from a couple years ago. I think it's a Hungarian movie called uh, White God that they filmed with. Uh, it's about it's about a dog getting taken to a shelter and like doing like a fucking escape. Mm-hmm. It's like a dramatic movie. Like it's not some talking dog movie. 
but it features like hundreds of dogs just like running through the streets of Budapest, like in a fucking stampede. Uh, there was a you know, movie from my youth called Homeward Bound, where the where the animals uh, let the other ones loose. There was a scene where they had to yeah, they got captured. It was all a... But that, and that's the thing too is it's just like with this. I know this is just a movie, but these people are there trying to help the uh, yeah. the animals, and then you know Presumably they get loose and put for, themselves into more danger. Yeah, for I mean, no one likes to see a dog in a shelter, but it is preferable to a dog just dying living, in the heat. Yeah, just living out, being astray in the fucking Texas August heat. All right, good luck. Yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna be in this air conditioned van that I've stolen. Congratulations. Yeah, well, a budget that could go to housing more animals. They now have to use buying a new van. Yeah. yeah. One in four Gen Zers plan to become social media influencers. Hey, kid. Don't be like me. <laughs> Are you brave enough to post? Yeah. Uncle uh, Sam needs you. I mean, we see, like, one of these surveys, like, every couple months. But uh, this one was, like, especially fascinating. It's like, I mean, I, Gen Zers are, like, in their 20s by now, right? Gen Z? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because now it's like, what is it, Generation Alpha is the kids... What do you want to like, be when you grow up? Currently? Sir, I'm 24. Yeah, Gen Alpha is the one that's like in middle school right now. Right? I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know either, uh, but like... Yeah, I mean, 25% of them are like, yes, the number one career goal I have is to be an influencer. And it's like, not just like a, hey, that would be cool thing. It's like... That's what I'm working It's towards. like they're currently like... It's like, they're like do, how many of you like post specifically to like gain followers and fame? And it was... Like a third of them total. Yeah. Interestingly, more uh, men and boys uh, responded that like being an influencer is the only career for me than uh, girls did. And it's like, buddy, good luck. Let's see. Let's see you talking to a mic. Let's hear that. Buh, 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 buh. Hey, mush mouth. Maybe give that another shot. The problem is like, uh, you know, uh, traditional jobs. They're not as glamorous anymore. Back. You know when? Uh, no, they're not. When my when, when like my, the generate like Gen X or even our generation was growing up, it's like, what do you want to be? Well, I want to be an astronaut. They all get Corvettes. They you know yeah got wives, homes, everything. They drive the Corvette. It's cool. You get to go to space. Now it's like, what do you know about an astronaut? Tell me. Tell me one thing. Uh, Jeff Bezos was an astronaut, and he's a very rich man. So sounds good. To that me. one guy can play the guitar. Yeah, there was that other guy who d- took his picture with his dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was a lady that drove across the country with diapers yeah. on. Yeah. And there was the one who committed the space crime. So and there's a lot of things you can do. Uh, what If you sign up to be a teacher, you should get a, a ridiculous Dodge Charger with an APR that's super high. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That You got to make it more like glamorous. Like the teacher has to roll up to school in something that makes the kids jealous. Like the, the, uh, the bus from Fortnite. Yeah. All the, the teachers, you go, you come to school on a regular bus. All the teachers come on the party bus from they Fortnite. They ride the battle bus and they yeah, parachute yeah, the into school bus. every day. It's pretty fucking dangerous. Yeah. There's really no reason for it. It takes forever to land this thing and tend to set it back up, pick up all these teachers. But, you know, they do it to yeah. make you jealous. That's because the, this career is cool. It's all, it, look, everything that we've learned, it's about vibes and perception. Yeah. When a kid sees Andrew Tate on a private jet, they're like, I want that. They don't want, they don't look at the teacher's lounge with teachers just coffee after coffee and smoking cigarettes yeah. to, to offset the stress of having to raise someone else's kids all day. Yeah. You, what, oh, that's desirable? No. Not anymore. We need so. to fix our perceptions. Yeah. And, and do it by giving people uh, 
paying them what they're worth. Yeah. Based on that their, would their be jobs a great way to have people come up with more realistic career goals. Yeah. Just pay people more money. Yes. Yeah. Currently, I mean, it's like, yeah, what other fucking careers would be that interesting? Instead of to giving a child? local police forces Hummers, they should give those Hummers, those military Hummers, to the teachers. Like the kids, they they're not even interested in being like paleontologists. Ever since they put those fucking feathers on all the dinosaurs, made them look less cool. They're just big birds now. They used to look like monsters. Now they're just giant birds. No one wants to work in dinosaurs. Well, anymore. also because in movies, uh, like all the paleontologists live live in shitty RVs and complain about lack of funding. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I, after I'm out dusting bones, what I want to do is come back and dust off the books and do all my taxes. And, and you can't even like be a firefighter anymore. The second you start talking shit on police, they, uh, they, they, they make you. you, they fire you and make you apologize, even though you did nothing wrong and you spoke only the truth. <laughs> that fucking guy. Yeah, that's, that's something. Like what? No lies detected. He's just like, oh, cool. They're going to have a parade for another dead cop. Even though, like, most of these guys died from COVID because they refused to get vaccinated. And uh, it's always me coming to uh, pick up their bloated fucking corpse. Fuck you. (sighs) Well, anyways, let's move on. Gang of turkeys attacks British Columbia man, breaking both his hips and a finger. I mean, I wouldn't fuck with a turkey. They are big, angry birds. Well, also, uh, not living in America means that you don't have a large weapon to defend yourself with. Yeah. I... Oh, did you see that this week, like, someone even topped our AR-15 thing? The, there was, like, an- Antifa or whatever protecting, uh, like, a trans book reading or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the guy's like, they got AR-47s! Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> AR-47. <laughs> I think that might be a real thing. I think it's like a, it's an AR-15, but like with a, a stock and a, a mag shape. I mean, that guy would know better like than me, AK. I guess. So maybe I it might was. be wrong. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of weird guns out there, but yeah, that was funny. They got they got AR-47s. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, this uh, I, I think this guy was a turkey farmer, so it comes with the territory. Yeah, you uh, kind of uh, have to anticipate that. But yeah, I mean, like an average, like a full-grown turkey, that's like a that's a heavy bird. And it's at low level. So, two hips. Man, breaking two hips, you're just like in a fucking full body cast for at least a couple weeks. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But those turkeys, though, never going to mess with them again. Uh, Well, they're all going to die, so... Yeah, but they're going to fetch a pretty par- uh, price I, on the open market. I, I think this guy is probably going to... He's going to set those aside. I'm going to keep those. I want I want the, the, the pleasure... The satisfaction of uh, eating the turkeys that crippled me. Swastika Mountain in Oregon to get new name. (laughs) All right. uh, You know, that's uh, we've had this. It's been called Swastika Mountain for a long time. Just to be clear, we named it that back when swastikas were cool and everyone had them uh, before that Hitler guy came along and ruined a very cool symbol for the rest of us. Just to be clear. And just like uh, uh, just like gun violence, uh, w- when Hitler took power and we were thrust into World War II, uh, the the people that preside over the mountain said, "Now's not the right time. Let's come on now right now. Not the time that'd be a bit politics. reactionary. Yeah. Let's just see how this all plays out." Yeah, just put that. Uh, I'm gonna hit snooze on that email. <laughs> oh, geez, it's been a hundred years. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess they're, they're come up with a new name like uh, Mount Hitler. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Holocaust Mountain. Um, no, they're, they're giving it a uh, Native American name, which, yeah, good. Uh, which all uh, mountains and 
canyons and all geological features should have their original names that they had before some white dipshit came along and said hey, i'm gonna name it swastika mountain i do because i like the symbol it goes up and down and left <laughs> and right i do like i do find myself doing that now where i'll see like you know a, a landmark or mountain or something like that named like grant yeah. and it's just like okay what what's the real what's name? the real name <laughs> yeah and that's another oh god not to get back to trump but like he got so fucking butthurt about uh, Mount McKinley being renamed back to um, Denali, mm-hmm. like the actual fucking. Sounds a lot cooler, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's it, there's a fu- there's already a, a sweet SUV named after it. Yeah, come on, Denali sounds awesome. Yeah, like we're changing it back to McKinley. He fucking didn't, of course. Thank God. Yeah, but it's just like it's such because he probably forgot. It's such a pointless little like culture war thing. It's like oh the the mountain's gone woke. It's like no, it was called fucking Denali before. Like that's it. Instead of being named after just some random president who never even visited the mountain, we're just giving it the original name back that the people who actually, uh, you know, lived in this area for thousands of years used to call it. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not a thing. No. You're making it a thing. Warner Brothers may have big multiverses plans for Big Chungus. Oh, just in time too, right while the meme is hot. Yeah, strike while the iron's hot. Uh, it'll still be very popular. Uh, you yeah. joke, but. But people love stupid shit like this. I am a little weirded out. So they're the only evidence of this is they they filed a bunch of like trademarks for Big Chungus. Like the, the U.S. Trademark Office has has an entry for Big Chungus yeah. registered to Warner Brothers. Um, so they think it's going to go into multiverses as like a skin or something, which uh, no brainer. But like it's weird that they waited like four years. It's like because there was probably so much merch they could have sold just for like the meme status like at the time. Like they own that they own the copyright to it. Big Chungus is like from like a, a single frame of like a Bugs Bunny cartoon <laughs> yeah, yeah. where he's like mid animation. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, they didn't because uh, well, first a of all, bad company. It would ru- it would ruin the meme first of all. But like in all seriousness, it is definitely a shirt you would see at like Six Flags in a gift shop. Yeah, like that's the one place where you'd be like, uh huh. Okay, yeah, big Chungus. That makes total sense. Like you know, I'm it, with Chungus shirts. All if kinds it was of stuff. Uh, if it was Six Flags, it would be big Chungus. But for some reason, he'd be like vaguely dressed like a gang member. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like Jinkos yeah. and like, <laughs> like that's such a weird like trend in the from, 90s. Like, from yeah. the 90s of just like Warner Brothers Looney Tunes characters, but like all gangstered up. Yeah, like Tweety Bird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tweety Bird was involved in a gang. I think yeah. it was like he's a blood. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, they would have ruined it. So it's better that they didn't. Yeah. Seems like they're doing okay with multiverses. People seem to like it. So, you know, that, but that's the thing is the game, the, the game type is already built for them. It's like, look, people love Smash yeah. Brothers. Just take your characters of which you have so many. They need more. Yeah. They need to put like the Sopranos cast in there. Yeah. John Oliver. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nathan Fielder. Yeah. Oh yeah. They own him now too. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Nathan Fielder's finishing move is he he builds a scale model of you <laughs> and then beats you up with yourself. Yeah. So there you go. Just an idea for, for Warner Brothers. Yeah. But excited to see Big Free. Chungus. Crypto firm fronted by Matt Damon <laughs> accidentally transferred $10.5 million to a woman instead of a $100 refund. And it's struggling to get it back. Well, it sounds like the blockchain is working as intended. First of all, I love this. They should do this in every headline 
Include the name of the actor who sold their soul to pitch your fucking product. <laughs> yeah. Every Crypto.com headline of them fucking up and doing something wrong should mention Matt Damon. Because it to makes it sound like him. he's the one that like, built the empire. He, I like, mean, crypto firm fronted by Matt Damon. He, I love it. I, I don't know. There has to at least be a few people who are like, well, if Matt Damon's in on this, then so am I. Yeah. But, uh, okay. But the reason, so the reason this woman got sent uh, $10.5 million, first of all, they didn't, they didn't even notice this happened for seven months. But the reason she got all that money instead of just the $100, you're going to love this. Uh, because the, the big brain down at crypto.com, um, instead of, uh, you know, there's the field for uh, user and then the field for amount. And they put the user ID in both fields. And the user ID is like, you know, seven to ten digits. Yeah. And uh, so they just, boop, done, set it and forget it. And uh, and I guess she like spent all the money already. Well, yeah. And uh, yeah, they're having a lot of they're having a hard time getting back. Sorry, your mistake. I think uh, I think I, they I, are. I gonna, assume your funds are insured. Yeah, I think they are going to like seize some properties she bought or something. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. they should. Uh, there should be a very brief statute of limitations on this kind of like. Uh, Definitely not seven months. Yeah. Like you look, you have like two weeks to to notice that you've yeah. messed up. Ten million dollars. The more money it is, the shorter the time window should be. She should have just been like, look, I don't know, with the volatility in the market, yeah. I could I, I I am safe to assume that a hundred dollars yeah. could turn into ten million overnight. Matt Damon promised me these kinds of returns. Who this was is, I to question Matt Damon? I just thought that they finally followed through with their promise. Yeah. I thought fortune was finally favoring the brave. I am brave. I am brave. Get out of my way. What? Oh, just because I finally had a windfall? Yeah. Man's gotta come for me. Bullshit. Sad. Taliban outlaws crypto in Afghanistan and starts arresting token traders. Jesus. Good. It's haram. <laughs> no, it's, this is actually kind of sucks because, yeah. uh, well, they're, they're sanctioned, so people in Afghanistan can't uh, send or receive money from outside, mm -hmm. which would be nice for them because uh, their country's uh, in, in bad shape right now. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people there have turned to cryptocurrency as a way of uh, getting money in and out of the country. And, uh, yeah, Taliban. Not a fan of more money leaving the country than already is. And also, cryptocurrency is canonically haram. If you're a Muslim, you may not trade cryptocurrency. This was established years ago, too. Mm -hmm. This is like the first imam that heard about crypto like 10 years ago was like, mm, yeah, it sounds pretty haram to me, bro. Yeah. Better not catch you trading any of these coins. <sighs> a pregnant Texas woman who claimed her unborn baby counts as a passenger in the HOV lane is ticketed again. Good well, for her. Just keep racking them up. Fuck it. Yeah, I, I think she finally had the baby, but uh, the first one got dismissed because she made her, she's like, look, the Supreme Court just said that a unborn child is a person. And so that means I have two persons in my vehicle and I'm using the carpool lane. The, the local police department was like, oh, I don't want to deal with Whatever. this shit. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. So I think she got off uh, again, but uh, we'll see. Because it is, it, it is great grounds for like a, a groundbreaking uh, Supreme Court case. There's going to be so many of those coming out of Texas uh, in the next couple of years. Because, like, there's another thing. It's like, um, a lot of people are wondering, they're like, okay, well, can I claim unborn children as dependents on my taxes if they're people that I'm responsible for? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's been answered yet. I don't see why it should be that big of a deal if this is the precedent that they're setting already. Just like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nine extra months of, yeah. of a tax break for someone who clearly is going to need it. Like, Raising a kid's expensive. I mean, the government should be uh, should be paying for 
children a lot more than they well, yes. are. So, I mean, yeah. Take, I'm just take working with the system we have here. Yeah, in like fucking Norway, they the government like sends you like a, a gift basket for every baby that's born. Mm. It's uh, pretty nice. Yeah, we have, we have, in America, you just have to pay twenty five thousand. Yeah, here's here's the biggest bill you've ever seen. I I, I saw like one of the, the life like, is expensive. One of those crazy bills that uh, gets passed around. It was like someone on Reddit posted their bill from like a liver transplant, and it was uh, it's like three hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it was just like obviously automated through the website, but it was like. If this bill is too large, split it up into uh, so many easy payments of $35,000 a month. And it's just like, oh, cool. Thanks. Great system. And the insurance is like, I don't know. We looked at it and like, I don't really know why you need a new liver. No, insurance. It's not really something we cover. On this one specifically, insurance covered $2,000 of like $300,000. And apparently, this is all on the internet, so I have no idea if it's actually legitimate, but it would fall in line with everything else that goes on in our medical system. But the donor was apparently the woman's husband. So like he had to pay to donate and she had to pay to receive. Greatest healthcare system in the world. Yeah. Anyway, final headline. World Gravy Wrestling Championships return after two year break. All these gravy heads, that uh, you know, COVID hit. It was a real dark time for them. I yeah. mean, aside from the ever given getting stuck and giving everyone a good laugh, yeah. their, their favorite gravy wrestling event canceled two years in a row. But, uh, but it's the, back, baby. The mullet competition really blazed the trail for bringing back the gravy wrestling yeah, championship. People are wrestling in gravy again. Uh, America's was, back. Actually, was, this, is, this is obviously Britain. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they, uh, Britain is back. You know, it was just so disgusting after two years. The the gravy bowl had that weird film on top of it. You got to break it up. You got to break up the film. Otherwise, it gets really nasty. Really nasty. Yeah. So uh, we're happy to have everyone back. It's It's great to be back. Congratulations to... The UK really needed this. They really did. They needed a win. Haven't heard from Boris much lately. Well, that's the thing. Boris disappears and you get cool shit like this. All I, I, I'm not paying too much attention, but I keep hearing like the UK is just like, uh, so we're running out of electricity. Here's five helpful tips. Like maybe next winter, uh, you know, be cold a little longer to help you lose some weight. Bulk like, up a little bit. Yeah. It's just like some weird, weird, like uh, that sort of content. I don't know what's going on. Maybe you can tell me. Hey, uh, Who can keep track. Uh, British people and Angliophiles, tell us in the comments below what's going on over there. Anyways, in the meantime, uh, all of the cr- like weird, very weird stuff that happened with Trump this week, we have an episode of News Dump alongside a very funny Instagram verification scandal. <laughs> yeah. uh, so check that out. And uh, also we have uh, another uh, episode about the metaverse, of course. And from- how much it sucks. Yeah, it's not uh, going great. And it honestly keeps looking worse. Lame. Hmm. Anyways, check both of those episodes out. Have a great holiday weekend. Uh, avoid the sun Drink if you water. can. The sun sucks. Hydrate. Uh, stay inside and watch our videos instead. Yeah. Subscribe to the channel, leave a like and a comment, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.